Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 20. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. It is Monday, June 17th, and we are pretty much uh, recovering from all of the uh, E3 news that came out the previous week with also a ton of content that we released previously. Yeah, I made studying for my last final kind of hard. But now uh, James is officially on summer vacation. And we are actually recording in the same room again, so uh, there won't be any different uh, any differences in the audio or anything like that. It'll just be one straight stream, which will be also a little bit easier for me when editing as well. But all right, so we're going to go and jump in to the overall feelings for E3 after it has ended. We're also going to quickly run through the Kind of Funny Games showcase. What did you think about it? Um... I thought it was really well put together. I mean, just like last year, it was a really high production quality for like such a small team. But unfortunately, there weren't that many things that they showed off that I was personally interested in. I mean, to be fair, though, they showed off like I, I lost count how many games. Oh, it was like 60 games or something like that. Oh, yeah. They, they, it was I think it was honestly like about straight up 60. Yeah, they, they said something like 60 games in 60 minutes which I thought was insane, and they actually did it, even with interludes and stuff like that. So they showed off a lot of stuff. Should I uh, go through my list of things that I personally thought were interesting out of the show? Oh, uh, yeah, just some quick highlights. Uh, nothing too in, into it, though, just to kind of run through it. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to... Okay. Um, so... The, one of the first things they showed off was this puzzle-looking game called The Gardens Between. I think it looks interesting, really nice art style, but it's like just really weird, surreal puzzle mechanics. It, I'm with like two like kids as main characters. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the story is of it, but it looks interesting. The Sinking City looks like a really creepy oh, like, the, Lovecraft yeah, type thing. It looks that, pretty tight. Yeah, I want to know more about that because I, I love that kind of Lovecraftian horror stuff. It's it's Cthulhu and stuff. It's creepy. <laughs> uh, police stories. Yeah, I really saw that one too. I was very... I was like, oh, I wonder what they're trying to say with this. Yeah, like it's really... Not actually. It kind of like... I understood what they were trying oh, to say with okay. it, but it was uh, like... Yeah. I thought it was really interesting because it, it artistically and gameplay wise, it looks a lot like basically Hotline Miami, which I really liked. I, I had a lot of fun with that one. But you just taste bros. But this one, you're the cops and you have to apparent. What I found really interesting was you have to like act like you're cops. Like you can't just bust through a door and start shooting everyone. You have to actually like try to arrest people and then if they come at you you can shoot them that's why i thought it was funny i cracked up when it says uh what was it like using your gun or something is the last option or something like that yeah. and it just immediately after it goes straight to the gameplay and it's just the uh the cop shooting someone in the face yeah. i was like wait i thought you just said it wasn't well, that but i mean was like the last option <laughs> last option comes first <laughs> i just didn't show you the rest yeah but yeah so i thought that was really interesting mostly because, well, I already said, it looks like Hotline Miami, but you have to play by cop rules. Oh, yeah. In- interesting twist. Um, Super Liminal, I thought was weird, because it's, again, I guess a puzzle-type game, but it, the way it works is it, it's that game that works with perspective. So they kept showing stuff, like you would pick up, 
like a small object and then you turn around in such a way where just the way perspective changes somehow you drop that object and it's now huge yeah like at, at one point they showed someone picking up this little toy house off a desk turning around and then dropping it and i don't even know how they achieved that because it would no, it would have to be like right in front of your face and then somehow you turn around and it moves away from you and gets big enough at the same rate that it doesn't look like it changes size anyway they drop the house and it becomes like life size and he's able to walk through into it so i thought that kind of perspective work was interesting uh and then one of the last things they showed off was adam's ascending which i think they said oh yeah 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 like one of the kind of funny best friends is working on it yeah uh, that's what they were saying it, it's it, only one guy right Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just one dude doing everything, if okay. I remember correctly, yeah. Then I feel a little bad that, like, the, the basically what I said was, like, it looks really interesting, but graphically lacking, but if it's, like, literally one guy it's working one on it, it's one dude doing then, everything. Then I can kind of forgive that it had, like, kind of choppy frame rate and stuff, like... I, th- it, I don't even think it's close out yet, like, it seems like it's still going for a d- bit. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's a work in progress, but if it's, like, one guy working on it, at least what they showed or what he showed in that trailer got me interested at least yeah it's just been a little while so i don't remember exactly what it was i just remember thinking like oh wow that was really cool so those those were like the five things that really jumped out at me for that uh, showcase okay for me uh, i had a few different ones uh, one was uh, i think it was called an slash round it was like one of the first ones they showed it kind of looked like a puzzle puzzle pong like game i don't even know how to describe it like it was uh those little white dots and you're kind of hitting them all or something and it's all these different shapes it's going through it was it was so early on honestly i don't remember it the best as everything else just because it was it was pretty long there was a lot of there was a lot of games so i couldn't remember everything about it but honestly like at the time like when i was taking notes on it it looked pretty tight i think i know what you were talking about i remember thinking like wanting to know more about it because it visually looked really interesting it really did like it really looked very crisp when it was doing it and like the puzzles seemed pretty intricate so i was like oh this is pretty cool it, it seemed like a weird like uh combination of just like modern puzzle with like retro feel i guess yeah. in a way uh next dude th- this one got me pretty good freedom finger it's just uh that oh my god i i really love this one it was you play as a finger and you it's like a it looks like a sh- oh it was the... like a shoot 'em up yeah. and you're just yeah you're shooting shit I thought that and was there's so like weird. amazing soundtracks crazy visual set pieces in the backgrounds and everything else so like there's really great art going on there's really great music going on they have like all these different bands doing the soundtrack and i was like everything about it just felt good and i was like holy crap i want this game like this is really really awesome i want to i want to follow this keep an eye on it and then uh i can't remember too much about it but summer catchers remember that one it was um trying to remember everything it was if it was a kids that was playing it i'm sorry i i had it written down and i'm like oh i'll remember it and i'm like now thinking back and i'm like yo i'm totally blanking on this um but honestly yeah check check out summer catchers if you haven't there was a reason why it grabbed me i just can't remember at the moment actually you know what screw it. i'm just gonna look it up uh Actually, can you... Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking it up right now. Cool. All right. Uh, but after that was uh, Brave Earth Prologue. So this one was really oh, cool. Oh, 
Yeah, that was the one with the the girl in the uh, the weird go kart thing, and it's just like it's like an endless runner type thing, but like weird crazy shit keeps happening in the background. Oh, okay, okay, that's why. All right, that, that's what I thought. All right, yeah. So it was like it, it it grabbed me a little bit more than a few of the others, but yeah, that it was a very interesting feel of like the the theme and aspect of it. I, I really thought that was tight. Yeah, I'm gonna say tight a lot. I feel like right now. All right, so yeah, Brave Earth Prologue. This one was very. It was like, what did it feel like? 16-bit side-scroller. You're playing as three different characters. What, Brave Earth? Yeah. Yeah, Brave Earth Prologue. Uh, the three different characters are like um, two siblings, I think, and then this other girl. So each one has their own different like set structure of skills that they can do. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it looks like really classic Castlevania. Yeah. And I really liked it for a few different reasons. One, like, it just, it was doing retro right, which I really liked. But also, one thing that stuck out to me was, I could be completely wrong, but the names of the siblings, it was something Latin. Like, not like, uh, like old Latin, but like Latin American. And that was something I really liked, because it's honestly something you don't see, period, ever. Like, in, a, in some retro-style game, it's like, oh, this is a Latin character. I'm like, what? And it's still, like, fantasy medieval, and it just kind of got me... Inter- it, it grabbed me a little bit more, just because I'm like, oh, now I'm curious as to who's making this and everything else. Like, it just... It, it made me want to follow it more, besides just the fundamentals of the different characters and their different skill sets yeah. that can get you through the levels. Well, so One of them... One of the characters is Naomi Cruz. Vos Cruz, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, Cruz. So I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and it could be uh, like Spanish. And, but and her brother Trevor Vos Cruz. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that that's what got me really interested. And then there's also a third one, uh, Sinlen Rothschild. Yeah, she seemed like a uh, yeah, she's German the and Naomi's friend. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so th- it just seems really interesting to me. And then last one, which I thought was probably one of the more interesting ones for sure as well, was Forgone. So this was another uh, side-scroller that had a lot of things going on with this character. I don't know what the girl's name is, but you play as this character, and she doubles up with... It seemed like a little bit similar to Brave Earth Prologue, and just it's a side-scrolling retro-style game. But... Or maybe not retro, but it was still side-scrolling. She used, like, regular melee-type stuff, and all of a sudden just pulls out guns. And start shooting shit, and I'm like, what the hell? And it got me so interested. Not to mention, like, the soundtrack sounded pretty cool. It kind so of was, visually reminds me of Dead Cells. Which yeah, is really I was, it, it just it, it looked really really tight. And all right, that's the last time I'm gonna say tight. I think, <laughs> but I don't know why. It just indies make me say tight. You know what I'm saying? So well, sometimes uh, it's just the right word. For it's the just right the right word. Yeah. But overall, I honestly thought the showcase was a really good time. It it grabbed me more than I expected, and I really liked what Greg Miller and Tim Geddes did in between everything, kind of like their their handoffs to every single thing. It, it just felt very down-to-earth, while still getting it right to the point where it's like, oh, there's people talking, but you, like, you're, you're okay with it. Maybe it's because it's them in their own element, and that's why it works so well, but either way, like, it just, it was a it was a very it was one of the more well done conferences this year for sure. I love how they had a callback to last year when Nick showed up at some point. He's just like, "Let's get weird." Oh yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and they use that as a segue into like the more the out of this world games, indies, like, yeah. Uh, Ramen. 
which is dude i was like what the fuck is happening right now yeah like split i've seen that game before like showed off by ign i think and it's was described as splatoon but you're basically naked dudes throwing soup instead of paint interesting yeah okay it's fucking weird it just you know these things happen you get an itching to cook but you do it in a very surreal way just reminds me of jeff goldblum saying you were you you never thought about whether or not you could you and you just wait shit oh fuck i fucked up that line it's from jurassic park uh your scientists were too busy thinking whether or not they could they didn't think if they should yeah that's it yeah Shit, I fucked that up so bad. You suck. I'm sorry. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna have to make that up, James. <laughs> Redeem yourself here with ranking. All right, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to do? Um, we'll just start with the conferences. All right, so best content. So this is we're gonna rank our conferences in terms of what they showed us, in terms of like the games and everything else. From there's seven conferences, so we're gonna go from the bottom up. James, if you want to go first with your oh, bottom seven. up. Yeah, bottom up. So seven to so lowest to highest. Alright, so if we're going off of just content, like I find I find it interesting that my presentation list versus content list was very different. Oh yeah, no, no they're they're very like my I I'm not gonna say which one it is, but basically like one of my lowest for content is probably one of my highest for uh, presentation. Same. Same. So for me, the last one is probably Ubisoft. Okay. Uh just cause like they other than watchdogs legion and ghost recon most of what else they showed was just like dlc for games that are already out so i also they had oh no we're not going by presentation yet i was gonna uh, dock them for like the two music performances or music and a dance but that that'd be for the performance uh presentation part um so yeah, I just they didn't have that much that personally spoke to me, uh, in terms of content. So that's that's why they're so low on my list this year. Okay. I mean, despite Watch Dogs Legion looking really interesting, it's just that one thing out of a whole hour long show doesn't really sound too good. Okay. My number seven was Devolver Digital, mm. which nothing against them at all. Their stuff was great. It's just. You know, it, it's about not only it's 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 about quality and quantity. If you can pull off both, that's great. They had the quality for sure. It's just the quantity that lacked. There was like what four games, four or five games, plus like uh, a little pack of stuff that they put on Steam, the the bootleg. Yeah. So it was like it was very sure. It's a, I mean, it's like a twenty minute show. You can't blame them for it. It's, but they they're up there, which is better than nothing. Like uh, other than that, like they they were still good. But the content, like, the games shown were great, just not enough in comparison to everyone else. Yeah. Uh, that's why Devolver got to my number six slot. Ah, I see. Just, like, I, I kind of couldn't tell. It was hard to uh, decide whether I wanted to put them last or Ubisoft last. But I, it's just, like, like you said, they had a really good presentation but there wasn't a whole lot of content. But the of the few things that they showed off, I was more interested in, I guess, the percentage of stuff that they had. Like, I thought Carrion was really crazy. And um, the Fall Guys thing looked kind of fun. But also the fact that they had the, the 
bootleg thing that they put on Steam. I thought that was just hilarious. So, like, I liked at least half of the things that they showed, as opposed okay. to Ubisoft. I only li- liked like one out of the five thing, five or ten things that they showed off. My number six. People might not like me for this. Square Enix. Oh really? Yeah. Cause I mean, I, Square Enix isn't for me mm. too much. Like I've never been a JRPG guy, so everyone like flipped out with Final Fantasy VII remake, and I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. With the, I'm happy for people. It's not for me. And like everything from the beginning. I mean, from basically after that, all the way up until the end, I was like, I don't care about any of these games. The only things I cared about was at the very end, which was, um, what was that game called? Oh, uh, the Avengers? No, not the, well, yeah. What? Uh, the one before it. Uh, from People Can Fly. Oh, oh, um, Outsiders. Outsiders. Yeah, so that, once they got to there, it, it became like, we, they all of a sudden moved to a more western area, because it was Eidos' stuff, more of like, I mean, People Can Fly. Yeah. They're yeah, European, and then, like, Avengers is Eidos, for the most part. Like, Crystal Diamond, uh, yeah, Crystal, like, they're not from Japan and everything, so that's where my interest started, but at the same time, like, Avengers didn't... It was like, oh, cool. It didn't grab me, though. Like, it, I wasn't like, whoa, oh my god, or anything like that. So it was it was, it was just kind of very mellow for me. I, I find that interesting, because Square got, like, really high on my list. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure... And what's uh, your number five? So my number five was actually Nintendo. Really? Just, I I am surprised at you, James. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's the same reason that I had for Ubisoft being so low on my list was like, of the many things that they showed off, there really weren't that many things that I cared about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, to figure out my list, I was going through all like the notes that I took for each conference, and honestly, like most of the things that Nintendo showed in their conference, I just didn't care much about. Like, they every conference they show off Damon X Machina again, and I still can't care about it. They didn't talk about Metroid, but I can't really dock them for what they didn't talk about. Uh, like, Astral Chain still looks really cool, but they've already talked about that before. You know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance looks cool, but they've already talked about that before. Uh, like, the really the only two things that I really got excited for in their uh, conference were the Smash Bros. DLC, but that's just DLC for a game that's already out, and Animal Crossing, which doesn't come out till early next year, which it's not that long of a wait, but I'm, like, I'm really excited for Animal Crossing, but out of, like, 20-some-odd things that they showed off, uh, again, I only really personally cared about, like, a couple things. So again, if we're going off of content, Nintendo didn't really have much content for me personally. I was really excited about the them talking about the Breath of the Wild sequel at the very end, but again, that that's not much content. They're just like, by the way, there's one more thing we're doing. And just the one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I don't know if I should say it was like obvious that they were gonna do a Breath of the Wild sequel. Uh, it wasn't to me, but that's also because I'm not on the Nintendo Watch area like i'm not always looking at what they're trying to do i'm just like someone's like hey did you hear about this i'm like it was a nintendo like yeah i'm like no like i think what i mean is so i wasn't i wasn't exactly expecting a direct sequel but i was expecting the next zelda to probably be a lot more closely relating to breath of the wild in terms of gameplay and 
world type, I guess, okay. than the older overhead Zeldas, which I guess I was also kind of wrong on that because Zelda uh, uh, Link's Awakening is also coming to Switch, which is a top-down classic Zelda. But again, that's also like a remake of an old game, so I don't know if I really count that as a new one. I don't know. Okay. Next, uh, so my number five was Ubisoft. Uh, their content was, it just felt very lacking. Like, for me, yeah, it was like Ghost Recon and Watch Dogs as well. Everything else, I honestly already forgot. I just remember people came out to Just Dance, and there was cool music from the Assassin's Creed Symphony, and I just, it just reminded me that I had to sell my ticket, and I was like, ah, oh, dang. Um, but other than that, just, it was very... I don't know, it just, it didn't feel like anything was going on too much. Like, honestly, it wasn't like they did anything wrong. They just didn't have much to show. That's really it. But yeah, that's uh, honestly, there's not much else to say about it, really. So, my number four would be Bethesda. Because, like, I like a good trailer... But I really like a good gameplay video. Like, if you show me your game in motion and it looks like something that I want to play, you, you're probably more likely to sell me with a with something showing gameplay than a cinematic trailer. Which is why, like, in the same conference, I didn't give a shit about the cinematic trailer for uh, Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere, uh, even though it was a really pretty trailer. I was much more enthralled by when they showed off actual gameplay of Doom Eternal, and the whole time I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, that looks so fun, I want to play that now. And uh, same with Wolfenstein, they showed off some more Wolfenstein New Blood, or Young Blood? Young Blood. And again, that just looks like, I really, really want to play that, that looks really fun. And then they also had one of the more surprising uh, new games that I hadn't heard of before uh, in the show which was death loop yeah that was like, pretty cool like I, that i don't really like i could be completely wrong on what the concept is but i like the idea of having two main characters that have completely opposite goals and they're both trying to kill each other to just like keep the loop going for some reason i find that really interesting so that's why okay. bethesda got like that high up on my list my number four was the kind of funny games showcase. Yeah. They had a lot of awesome content. Just, it was basically like for every one thing that did interest me, I'd say there were like probably three that didn't. So it was just kind of like, of course, there's going to be a lot of different things and it's for all different types of people. Just for me, like particularly, of course, also I've, it's just me. Like I've always... I look out for the AAA games. I When there's a cool indie game, I'll love it and I'll play it. But for the most part, like there are certain things I'll watch for and indie games aren't the biggest thing I'll look out for, which is ironic, of course, since I'm also an indie game developer, which is terrible. But I uh, just, you know, I just, I like looking at the big stuff. That's just how I, how I am as a person. That's fair. Yeah, uh, the kind of funny showcase got to my number three slot. Just, okay. just because we're, we're getting pretty similar on this. Just like similar. it's like above and below so far. Yeah, really. Just like a couple things switched around. But I like, noticed there is certain ones we uh, a certain one we haven't said yet that seems like it's going to be pretty high. Yeah, so kind of funny got high up on my list just because, like, I was 
again, just like last year, so surprised by the level of quality that this showcase was for such a small team. And yeah, they had like 60 games in just under an hour. And which is quite a feat. Yeah, which is insane. And a lot of it had gameplay too, just very that, very short amounts, but like they they all had the right amount. Yeah, and like I and like I said about Bethesda, like I I liked that most of them were little snippets of gameplay, and you know we we talked about the showcase just before this. I found it really interesting that both of us had like a list of like you know four or five games that were different from each other of like what we both personally thought was interesting, and that's really cool that they actually have such a varied showcase of games that different people can find completely different things that they find interesting and that's got to be really good for indie studios so yeah they got high up on my list just because so much content in their show and it was well well presented in my opinion okay yeah my my number three my number three and two were very hard to decide but it ended up being nintendo really so yeah i was yeah right (laughs) it made it that high for me normally nintendo doesn't just because they never appeal to me for the most part this for some reason i don't know why honestly i think it's just i'm gonna be honest it's not no knock against them but just e3 this year was very underwhelming um for me personally and then like sony not being there really did kind of say a lot which we'll talk about later after all the e3 stuff is done and they still haven't said anything about a state of play coming or anything so nintendo they they had some some interesting stuff. I actually was like, whoa, Luigi's Mansion 3 looks pretty cool. Uh, they It was weird. Like, it, it'd be like, uh, they, they had enough that it was like there was a meter. They'd get me high up where I was, like, interested, and it started dropping between a couple of things I didn't care about, but then they'd keep me up again. And I'm like, cool, at least it's not getting to zero. They're keeping the rate going. They're just keeping it hopping on. The, the potato hasn't dropped or anything. So... Uh, it was good on them, especially, honestly, I don't know why, I just, I got more interested with, like, uh, Link to the Past, or not Link to the uh, Past, is it Link's Awakening? Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening, sorry. Yeah, so I'm, I got more interested in that. I, for some reason, started looking at Amiibos now. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at Solid Snake, Simon, and uh, that little Link. And then um, Banjo-Kazooie actually took me by surprise. Someone, someone made a great meme of him. Um, uh, <laughs> it was, like, when Hero was announced. From, uh, was it Dragon Quest? Oh, yeah. And it just shows Japan cheering, and it <laughs> shows the West just hella bored, and then it shows Banjo-Kazooie announcement, and Japan's hella bored, and it shows the West cheering, and you're like, oh, I see, there's something for everyone. That's pretty true. <laughs> yeah, it's hella true, and I'm like, alright, alright, that works for me. And I'm, I'm excited to see how Banjo plays, too. And I cracked up, too, because I was like, when people are like, oh, I think Banjo could be in it, and I'm like... I mean, they already got the Duck Hunter dog with the duck. They're practically... The, the, the way they designed them, they're, like, exactly the same now. And then they show them in the reveal. And I'm like, oh, I fuck it. I mean, like, at that point, it was like, okay, they're going to show Banjo now since they showed the silhouette, even though it turned yeah. out to be Duck Hunt dog. But I'm like, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thought that the Nintendo also believed that as well. So that was pretty interesting. But... But yeah, so like, I don't know, as a Switch owner so far, I've barely played Smash on it. Like, I play it at my friend's house usually. I haven't opened Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. I haven't opened Skyrim yet. I haven't bought anything else yet. Um, I'm more excited now, honestly, for uh, Link to the Past. Damn it. Uh, Link's Awakening. (laughs) I'm more excited for that, honestly. And then, like, Breath of the Wild 2 made me more excited for 1, which is funny because I'm like, oh, I thought that'd be the first game I bought. 
I totally just it just didn't happen. I'm like, oh, it's not on sale. Never, I'm I'm good. Wait, you don't even own it? Nah. What? Yeah, dude. I just you know I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my number three. Uh, so my number one and two were really hard to decide, like who got the top spot, and it really came down to the fact that one did gameplay uh, footage and the other didn't. So Microsoft got to my number two. Okay. Because like they almost got to number one, but the fact that they didn't really do any gameplay, it was all just trailers. It, that's why they got to my number two, but they still had a lot of good shit in like just like an hour and a half. Like I'm, I like literally even forgot that they mentioned that they were working on their next console. Mostly because at this point it's just a given anyway that like we already pretty much knew. It's just the they had they talked about so many games and just games coming to Game Pass that I was like, damn, you are making your service sound like it's more more and more of my money, which is nice. Uh, I got like the number one thing that I wanted out of the conference, which was a confirmation or at least a, a first look at the next Halo. I like that they also said that it's going to be a Scarlet launch game, which is going to be pretty sweet. But I mean, just, it just looks pretty. If they even, I think the fact that they showed off Chief particularly and didn't even mention Locke at all, like. They didn't mention anyone at all, though. Yeah. It was just Chief. I mean, it, it, it went back to that, it's just one guy yeah. kind of feeling. Whereas, so, like, the other ones were like, you got you got a team of four, but you also have a second team of four, blah, blah. So, I feel like 343 got the, the fan critique of, like, just follow Chief. We don't care about any of the other characters nearly as much as Chief. So, just, just do that. And... It's like, it looks like that's what they're doing. And then they had probably one of the biggest surprises of the show for me personally, just because I didn't think it was like a real thing. Elden Ring. The the George R. R. Martin from Software game. Oh, how could I forget? Just because I, yeah, I know you're not looking forward to it. Uh, just because you want that book. So do I. It's. Uh... Where's your sense of dignity, James? I just want good shit, man. And, like, if it... Like, I just like... I want the right shit. That's fair. <laughs> but I, it's mostly, like, I didn't... Th- like, when I heard the rumors, I was like, no, there's no fucking way that George R.R. R. Martin is, like, working with a Japanese game studio to make a Souls-type game. That's, like... That sounds cool, but there's no way that's a real thing. And then it is a real thing. And I was like, holy shit, that sounds amazing. Uh, and they also had one of my favorite indies of this, uh, of the show, which was 12 Minutes by Annapurna. Yeah. I just, their, their shit seems like, I just like Annapurna Studios, both the, the movie studio and the, their game studio side of things. Cause they typically make really, I, I don't want to really say art house stuff, but they, they make stuff that's more, um, out of the norm. Yeah, it, like stuff that's more provocative or, yeah. or makes you think about shit more than just like an action game or, or whatever. Uh, and then they also showed off Cyberpunk and showed off uh, the Keanu Reeves is going to be Johnny Silverhand. So I they like they had a lot of really cool shit in their show. 
I just wish that they had shown more of like gameplay for Halo uh, Infinite instead of mm, just like a trailer type thing. I mean, although it looked like it was an in-game gameplay trailer, but it wasn't gameplay. You know, gameplay. Yeah. And you know, Which I heard they're still hiding until um, Gamescom. Mm. Gamescom. Uh, and you know. Cyberpunk 2077 looks really, really sick, and we got a really good trailer for it, but I wish we had gotten a, a stage demo or something for that game. So, I I don't know. The, the So, Microsoft got to my number two because they had so much cool shit that like I was excited for a vast majority of it, especially because most of it seems to be coming to Game Pass, so it's easier for me to access it in general. But the fact that it was all trailers as opposed to any single gameplay demo kind of bothered me just a little bit. No, I, I understand that completely. Yeah, so that was okay. my number two. All right, my number two with the, was uh, Bethesda. Huh? Yeah, so they content-wise, I really liked... Uh, I liked seeing pretty much the vast majority of it. Like, uh, what was it? Ar- Arcane Leon doing that new mystery horror action game remember the people were vanishing oh the was that ghostwire yeah yeah i think yeah. that was yeah so that looked really cool i was like oh i've never i, I wasn't i wasn't really interested in evil within so i'm like oh this seems more up my alley so i want to keep an eye on that now death loop is really cool of course wolfenstein doom i've never really been a big person on i still haven't played 2016 which i will who knows, maybe it could blow my mind. I'm not really too sure yet. Yeah, I literally didn't give a shit about Doom until I played Doom 2016, and I was like, oh my fucking god, yeah. Doom is amazing. At least for the music and audio, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, because I heard they do actually a lot of clever it's stuff really with well it. It's really well done. Yeah. Uh, and then besides that, really, like, it just, for the most, like, everything but uh, this, the, the, the freaking Elder Scrolls Legends was really dumb there. I was like, why are you showing me a live-action thing of a person for a card game? Oh yeah. It's like I mean honestly that's not even sometimes you just don't put that in there. You just don't you just don't talk about it. You're just like, "Hey, there's a small announcement. I say it, I don't show anything. Just talk about it for a second. That's all." Maybe you show a little PowerPoint uh, picture in the background like, "Oh, look, it's people playing and it's oh boy, a new things coming out." That's it. You don't need to do anything else for that kind of thing. Um Fallout 76, they they did what they needed to do. I still have my gripes with it, which I'll actually talk about a little bit more about Fallout 76 later on. But, yeah, honestly, like, they, Bethesda's always had a good job of at least giving people content that keeps at least me interested, which is really good. And then, uh, our number ones, James, go first, of course. I already know what it is at this point. Yeah, so I can't believe that, like, Square Enix got to my number one this year. Like, I usually don't really give a shit about their conference, just because it's never really that well put together generally also most of the time they're just talking about you know projects that they've been working on for years anyway so you know it's hard to get excited for the same thing every year yeah but now that like kingdom hearts is is out they can't talk about that anymore uh i don't know like they're getting the oldest stuff that's been around forever that you've been waiting for out of the way finally this is what the last this basically the last one so they had a lot more content this year than I actually expected. Like, 
I mean, the main thing that I got really excited for was at the beginning of the conference, they showed off more Final Fantasy VII Remake. And honestly, I had pretty high expectations and they actually surpassed them. Just because, I mean, it's hard to really understand what that what they meant by the game now spans multiple Blu-ray discs. It's not... It's, it's going to be they, multiple games. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's unclear if they mean, like, the game in, and all its episodes are going to be multiple discs, or each episode is multiple discs. I think, worth. like, there, it's going to be two games, and each game has multiple discs. Each game has two discs. That's going to And that's, at a certain point, it's going to be like, insert disc two. Like, that's just nuts. That's that's ins- that's insane. I Especially don't know. in this day and age. that Like, that didn't even happen for Metal Gear Solid or Red Dead. Or did that happen for Metal Gear Solid? No. Okay. Yeah, uh, and it didn't happen for Red Dead. There were, like, rumors that it might. It might have on Xbox. I'm not 100% sure. It, I, I feel like it probably could have on Xbox. I know there was definitely some game that had to be on two discs for Xbox, but I, I can't remember. Anyway, but, like, so they had a long gameplay. Oh, wait, no, Red Dead was two discs. Oh, it was Red Dead. Red Dead had two discs for both of them. Yeah, no matter what, you had two discs because it says, like, this is loading disc and then this is final disc. That's right. I forgot that was a hell of a game. Oh, weird. <laughs> I guess I just didn't realize that because I, I just buy most of my games digitally nowadays, so yeah. it's all just one file. But, uh, so, I appreciated that they had a really long gameplay presentation for uh, Final Fantasy VII where they went in-depth into how the battle system works. Because a lot of my concerns were that they were trying to make Final Fantasy VII basically play exactly like Final Fantasy XV, which was too close to an action game for my taste. When it, when it comes, Because when I play a Final Fantasy game, I'm looking for an RPG. I'm not looking for an action brawler or something yeah. like that. So... The fact that they're, they, I like that it's a mix of both, uh, active battle and turn-based kind of, where you build up the meter and then you do your yeah, your and then special and then you have thing. commands that you could do, and yeah. they even say that they're, they're still gonna have materia in the game, which was your way to equip magic to people and stuff like that, and the game just looks absolutely beautiful, and just well acted so far. I'm completely blown away by it. Okay. So, so that it was one of my games of the show, and that was why, like that, the, just in terms of content, at least for our for this uh, list, Square got top because of Final Fantasy VII, and then also Avengers. They had a, a short gameplay thing, well, hmm, gameplay video, but not yeah. a, like actual gameplay. So I guess that wasn't a, a stage demo, but. That also surprised me. I wasn't expecting it to look nearly as good as it does, in my opinion. Uh, Also, we got a little bit more info about how the multiplayer is going to work. It's going to be like... Apparently, the main story is completely single-player, but there are side missions that are multiplayer, which is fine by me. Uh, And then in between those two huge games, they just had a long conference of like, a lot of JRPGs that I was just like, damn, there's a lot of shit I can play over the next, like, ten years if I feel like getting all of these. I mean, like, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven coming to Switch looks great. I was surprised that they even are gonna remaster Final Fantasy VIII, even though 
Yeah, everyone was pretty surprised. I don't know why they're doing that now, but why not? So I just thought they had a lot of stuff that particularly interested me, mostly because I'm a pretty big JRPG fan. Okay. Gotcha. All right. My number one, of course, was Microsoft, which, Mm. like I've said before, people, I work there, so that's why I chose it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. Definitely not. Uh, the truth comes people, out. People have known in the past I've chosen uh, many other things before Microsoft in terms yeah. of like everything. But the biggest competitor, competitor that beats them every year for me wasn't there. So That's fair. Uh, they, they honestly did a really good job of just like basically firing on every cylinder. Just like, all right, keep it going, keep it going, show a bunch of stuff. They, they also showed, what, honestly, like 60 games or something right yeah and they had a bunch of surprise reveals i didn't expect some were leaked some weren't uh one of the biggest surprises which i'll talk about later of course and then uh they they just i'd say they did a good job with the game pass ultimate announcing that they did a great job talking about scarlet uh just kind of getting it through and then they gave you like a little bit of halo but overall i'll I'll say like they did they got like they had the best content but overall for all these guys like there was not one conference that i was like hey like even microsoft at the highest i was like yeah it's a b oh you mean great yeah it was like it was was like it's b like it's a low b yeah because they also they lacked gameplay which was the biggest thing The uh, the best way to describe it was someone's meme i forget it was like yo you got 60 games, zero gameplay. Let's go, <laughs> dude. Let's go. I was like, oh my god, it's true. And like, it was, it was, there was a lot of cool stuff and things to get you hyped. But, and you got, they got so many studios. They got Double Fine now. Like, it's great. But no one's doing anything that's like, whoa, this is a great show. No one's hitting that, what was it, 2016 PS4, the 2016 PlayStation conference, that which, Whichever conference it was, like, there were two conferences that were back-to-back for PlayStation. One was, like, they revealed God of War for the first time, and then they just start playing it. They showed you, like, the game, just running through, and you fight the troll, and I'm just like, oh my yeah. god, like, you I couldn't... I vaguely remember seeing that and going, like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> what they gotta do next year is that. They have to do something where it's like, okay, this is great. Lower the amount of games. Which I, I know it says it sounds weird saying it. Lower the amount of games, and just focus on the biggest ones you got, and just blow them out of the water. Show something that just makes you stop and think and go, "Whoa!" Well, that was the thing. Didn't that's they, pretty awesome. Didn't they basically do that last year at E three? Except, I mean, the presentation of it was pretty bad. But they had like just four games. Well, I'm talking about Microsoft. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They need to take a note from there. Like, they, it, it, all the companies take notes from each other at certain points, and that that's the one Microsoft should yeah. take. Like, imagine Especially if... next year, when they're... Next year, all they gotta do, it's like, oh, we're launching Scarlet. These are the games coming out at launch, and the games coming out within the first year. Don't show anything else after that. Keep that a surprise, for the most part. If you want to show something that's like... Yeah. Big, make the fall game the surprise uh, from the next year or something, but like halo give us full gameplay of that yeah. give us gameplay of some of the other first party stuff if they're coming out soon even like bleeding edge just just make it as interesting as possible with those games and then make it make a little break every now and again to do like the the software stuff everything else but just keep it going have devs talk like do that thing that sony did 
Like just honestly, just do like just do like so. Imagine if Microsoft's conference this year had been instead of like sixty little snippets of of like a bunch of games, if it had just been like long demos for like the major ones like Cyberpunk, Gears of War, Halo, and maybe Borderlands Three. Like if, yeah. they, if it had just been a like gameplay video or uh, demos, stage demos of all four of those, that would have been an insane show. Definitely, but yeah. That's that's the show for us, at least for content presentation. We'll blast through this a little bit faster, just because time yeah. is closing in already. Uh, let's start with our number sevens. Mine was uh, Bethesda. Same. Yeah, it was just, dude. This just felt what a, it just felt weird, like. You yeah. got the Todd coming out, and he's, you're just kind of like, okay, thanks, but at the same time, I know what you're doing. Uh, you got dudes just saying fuck for the... They're doing it not because it's natural, they're just saying it to be edgy, which really annoys me. They're talking Nazis a little too much to be edgy. Like, everything is... It's like, okay, I get it. You're trying to be, like, that cool kid in the corner, but you don't need to. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I... Like I said, I thought the the gameplay they showed off was good, but as ter- in as far as presentation went, I just don't remember it being laid out particularly well. And also, as feel good as those interludes were, they could have done without them. Yeah. Uh, number six was Ubisoft. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. So they <laughs> were on the same. Uh, they just yeah. They it was just mellow. It was just so it was it was just there. You're going through. Yeah. And you're just kind of like all right, bye. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I just what I I'm I know you weren't really a fan tired. of the Just Dance stuff. Yeah, I'm getting really tired of the Just Dance dance segment. It's never going to stop, especially since there was zero gameplay shown on the screen. Although you pointed out that it would have just been people dancing on the screen. Yeah, so that's why I was like, it's understandable. Honestly, it's yeah. like it's the equivalent. It's 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 a better equivalent than EA's sports stuff because I'd rather have a performance of people dancing. Then just talking about this is what's coming next in FIFA. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, dude. And Fast forward. Oh, wait, it's a live stream. And I, I could have done without the initial Assassin's Creed Orchestra thing. Like, they could have talked about it. They didn't need They didn't to even s- have the whole orchestra there, so it felt kind of... It felt very low. Oh, was it even the whole orchestra? Nah. Oh, then yeah, there, why? Was, there was not many people there. There was, like, a very few amount of people. Yeah, then... Yeah, so right. even still. Like, why, why, why bother take the time to do that with just half the orchestra? Yeah. So next up, uh, number five for me was Square Enix. Same. Holy shit. It's just like the small <laughs> little platforms of two people talking on each one or whatever. And I'm just like, uh, okay, this is a weird spot to do it. But I mean, hey, you guys chose to have a conference, so I guess you're going to do it. Yeah. I, like I said, I really liked the content. Like the games they showed off were really good. I just didn't think it was well laid out, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Alright, so this is... Uh, let's see if it... Number four, Nintendo. Yeah! Son of a bitch! <laughs> so, yeah, they... I mean, it, it, it's the same as every year. They, there's nothing wrong. It's just, like, they chose to do these little videos instead, which do work for them in a favor. Like, it keeps them away from the bottom. It really does. Because they're doing enough right, but it just keeps them in that average spot. It doesn't, it doesn't make them higher. It doesn't make them lower. Like, yeah. it feels like it's been in the middle for me with them every year in terms of, present, like, presentation of, like, that. I'd say the most standout thing, of course, was they fucking did Bowser and Doug Bowser. I thought that yeah. was pretty good. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said it was basically just average. Because it's, 
well organized, but it's not necessarily exciting or anything. It's just kind of just yeah well done i guess in their defense it's basically why do we need to do this much work our games will sell by themselves just their name alone we could we, yeah, could, make, we could put super fair. mario on a trash can and people will pay 60 dollars for it they probably it's very could. true you know it it's so true i'm sure you could somewhere in the world find a, a super mario trash can exactly so all right number three kind of funny games showcase yeah, oh my god <laughs> Oh god, we have the sex. Alright, people, we did not show each other what we chose. Like, this is no, no joke. This is hilarious. <laughs> Alright, so it did everything, it did a lot right. Um, it was like everything's going, but it didn't have, like, it's very, it was very casual, which isn't against it. Like, obviously, it got to the top three. That's a great thing to do. It, it's just like, it's no big stage performance presentation. You're not up there, like, wowing a giant crowd of people. It's just online, like Nintendo's. But it's just you have more familiar people that you know, at least for us, yeah. which is why it, I guess it hit a lot for us, I'd say, close to home, because we're big fans of like Reg and Tim and whatnot for kind of funny. And of course, watching the indies was great. For me, it was that their presentation was basically the same kind of layout as the Nintendo Direct, but they showed off more games, I mean, granted in more time, but it was, I just thought that they did the same thing, but just a bit better than nintendo yeah especially just like it had more personality to it too with the with their interludes yeah all right number two uh, it's probably the same microsoft yep microsoft yep. so they did a really good job they like i said fired on all c- cylinders they didn't stay too long on one thing exactly. they would just move on from one to the other the only thing i gotta say was it was actually a little bit too long compared to the others it was like yeah. an hour and a half which normally I, i'm never against that it was just the specific day I'm watching it live. I'm at my friend's house, not in the city. I'm in a small town called Cloverdale. And I'm hanging out with them. And I'm like, hey, guys, this live stream's happening. I'm sorry. I just feel like it should just be like an hour. I'll just be watching this. And then it's like an hour and a half. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, my God. Like, why is this so long? And I'm like, cool. This is great. All right. Can we get just... Oh, okay. We're at Scarlet. It's probably the end. But it just... It was it was a while. that Which is one of the few things that kept it from first place but honestly it's more of the person in front of it that kept it from first place but uh they yeah they just they they did a really good job of just keeping yeah keeping going like don't don't stray too long on one thing yeah it had a really good pace and with like a lot of good content so it just was just so well presented. They presented so much in such a well-delivered package. And when people were actually there, they weren't there for too long. Yeah. And it was people that actually mattered to that specific thing they were talking about. It wasn't some random host. So that was really good as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the Keanu Reeves thing didn't last for too long. The uh, Tim Schafer appearance didn't last for too long. It was, they were yeah. both good. All right, so number one. Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital. So that that was my first Devolver conference, and holy shit, have I been missing out? They just made you so interested more in the conference than the games, and then when you see the games, you're like, oh, that's cool too. But you're just like, what the fuck is happening? It's so it's like, bizarre, so, and surreal. It's hilarious. So good, and they're 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 just. Like, they know how to say fuck naturally. Like they know how to say anything naturally. They're just they're just being themselves. And I just love that they somehow simultaneously presented the few games that they had well, 
but at the same time making fun of the rest of the game industry for doing the same exact thing. Yeah, they did Devolver Direct, which tells you everything you need to know about how they presented it this time. Uh, the, the best part, though, is I think one of the best parts was Carry On. When yeah, they revealed Carry On, definitely. the dude just burst into the monster. Literally, Carry On, or Carry On, whatever it's called, is one of my best indies at the show. Yeah. Just because it looks so different and creepy and interesting it's just so it's like you are the whore but yeah exactly and then like they're like devolver bootleg and like we could do that like it's just they yeah that was so funny they, like they just fucked around the whole time and they they basically bootleg some of their own ti- like titles that they publish along with some other stuff and like the presenter's reaction to that is like are you serious people people can fucking give us money for this that was so good dude hotline milwaukee and cats uh, cats catsylvania oh my god like that's great so good all right, but yeah, that was that was presentations. Next up, we got our best surprises. Uh, James, if you want to go first on your number, do, do you have how many do you have? Uh, just three. All right, so we got three. We, uh, it seems like we'll do three for the next uh, few things. But all right, go on it. Let's yeah. let's go through. I, it I didn't fast, put Halo though. on the list because I I kind of expected it at this yeah. point. Yeah, I was so, expected. So I kind of already mentioned it earlier, but Elden Ring was my number one just because I literally Boo. didn't. I literally just didn't. Ex- think that that was possible that george rr R. martin would i mean i mean i could tell you how it happened it was, he was just over there he's like just sitting there and they go hey george are you doing anything and then he just goes oh, nothing no important. nothing at all and then you're just like you bastard why do you do this to me i'm just burning my newest book because i don't like it oh god i just love living here in santa fe and doing nothing would you like to see a movie in my own movie theater oh god george i have a delorean <laughs> anyway, uh, so then I guess after that would be Breath of the Wild sequel. Okay. Just because, again, I was like, uh, didn't think that, that was a thing. I, I mean, obviously, a new Zelda on the horizon is always a thing, but a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild? Like, I think I said earlier, I expected them to do something similar, but not like a direct continuation of the story. Cause yeah. They have rarely done that with Zelda games. Uh, I think the only one I can think of is like Majora's Mask was a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. And then they did a direct sequel to Link to the Past with uh, Link Between Worlds. And so then, what's, your uh, what's, what's your big surprise? Huh? What's the big surprise then? For what? What we're talking about biggest surprises? That is... Yeah, Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild. I thought you said you had three. Yeah, oh, the last one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I wasn't going by... Oh, it's uh, just... Oh, there's no... Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, I was going top to, to bottom, I guess. Oh, I okay. I should have done the other All one. All right, oh, okay. Uh, the, la- the last surprise was Watch Dogs Legion. Okay. Just because I had... One, I didn't think we'd see another Watch Dogs, honestly, uh, just because the I don't think the last one did super good compared to the first one. I could be completely wrong on that. I I just personally didn't care, even though it was set in San Francisco, which should have made me interested. Right. But mostly, like from the rumors we had heard about it going into E three, of like there is no main character. You plays everyone in the city. Yeah, you got like up to twenty people, which is pretty cool. And I was like, there's no way you could do that and make it interesting. And then they actually showed it off on stage in practice, and it actually was really interesting. I don't know how interesting a whole game of it is going to be, but they at least surprised me with it. Okay. 
All right, mine in from uh, lowest to highest uh, for mine was uh, number three, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Hmm. I was not expecting him to release that game for a third time. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'll totally get that again. I'm still playing it right now. I'm doing the Forgotten expansion. But they announced a new, um, I think it was like Last of the Mongols expansion. And that was more of what I got excited for. So I'm like, dude, this game is from, I like, this game came out when I was like, 10 or something maybe younger but i was playing no it was even i was younger than that i want to say but i was like 12 non-stop playing this is between like n64 and ps2 so i was just only playing this game and right now i'm pretty much at work only playing this game right i'm like oh boy and i i, I freaked out like uh, i put on a we usually put on mixer on our big theater screen and i put up uh i put up age vampires 2 just to see and i'm like oh god Guys, anyone else feeling hot right now? This is great. And they're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I really like RTSs, I think. But, oh, God, it was. It, I love that. Uh, number two, though, Blair Witch. I was not oh, yeah. expecting a oh, Blair Witch game been. out of any direction. Yeah, that probably should have been on my list. I, I literally was just like, what? Because <laughs> also, as a horror game, it's choosing one of the very first movies that truly scared me. And I hadn't even watched it yet when it scared me because I just had my friends tell me about it when I was 10 and I freaked out. Like, it, and we were on a camping trip, but they, they fucking freaked the shit out of me. And then I watched it in high school and I was like, oh, uh, they fucking freaked the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, and then finally, this, never expected this would be on my list, but just because also Nintendo games are never on my list for most things ever. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel. Um, not because it's a sequel, but I really was very curious about the horror aspects. I mean, like, the more darker tone it had. And I was like, yo, this makes me want to play Breath of the Wild faster. Like, yeah, I'll fast track it somewhere eventually. I'll play it less eventually than before. Um, but it, it it actually got me excited if they put a release date towards this one. I will actually probably, like, before it comes out, play Breath of the Wild for sure now. And I, I, I really really dug the tone it was going for but all right next up best indies let's i think we, uh, we could blast through this a lot faster just because we already talked about some of them i think and kind of funny showcase yeah so this kind of depends on we couldn't really figure out if annapurna studios is uh if you, if, i think it yeah. i think it's an indie uh so going from bottom up uh i got three that really stood out to me i already mentioned police stories just because i like I already said, I really like Hotline Miami. This looks a lot like that, but you got to play by police rules, which seems very interesting. And it, I wonder if they're trying to do a like a political statement on how cops should behave or whatever. But it definitely that one really interested me. And then number two, we talked about Carrion from uh, the Devolver Studio. Just because, like, it's such an interesting idea that you play as, like, this weird... I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, like, some tentacle monster that just absorbs flesh into itself. And it's, it looks so creepy and gross and disturbing, but interesting because you are the thing doing all that. Oh, yeah. And then number one was 12 Minutes by Annapurna. Just that weird ongoing time loop of you trying to figure out how to save your pregnant wife from the not police officer showing up at the door and it just kept showing you know end of a of a loop uh, every so often of like the different ways it can end and it seemed so 
interestingly open-ended for such a small looking set that you play in because it looks like it's just a small apartment that you have to work with so i really it the idea intrigued me of it's kind of seemed like one of those old text-based adventures of like do this see what happens and just like follow that so i thought that looked really interesting okay mine will go pretty fast just because i talked about two of them already um my number three was foregone just like uh seeing that character having her run around just slashing stuff and then all of a sudden pulling out guns yeah in a side scroller like i was like holy crap that's really really cool uh just because it feels like fantasy with guns and i'm like you can't do that but you can apparently and i like it uh so i'm keeping it on that one uh number two of course freedom finger like i said that music that art style with all that different stuff happening where you're just a fucking finger, your hand with the finger sticking out, just shooting shit up, uh, going, like, oh, side to side. Oh, right, yeah, and, like, everything you could use as a gun? Was that that one? No, it was It was just your you're the hand, and you're shooting out of your finger. Yeah, but then couldn't you, like, grab, like, enemy oh, shit. jets and shit and use them as guns? I th- oh, wait, yeah, you're right, I think so, yeah. Dude, I it's was, just, I was, was dude, fun. I was so distracted by the, the art and the music, I was just like, I just want, I... I, 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 it, it reminds me of a gaming a game idea I have already, but it, I mean it's completely different. But it was just like the way they had the music and the art. I was like, oh shit, this is actually similar to something I wanted to do. So I'm like, that's why I'm so excited for this. And then number one was Carry On. Um, I just yo that thing looked tight. That was it, it. Felt like Metroid if you were a monster if you were the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's why I'm like, oh, my favorite horror movie. Even though I'm not afraid of it, it's just it's awesome. So I'm like, perfect. But okay, James, let's get into this. Don't dwell on it too much, just because we're short on time. Right, Games right. of the show. Uh, so I got like five. You got five? Oh, <laughs> I could Jesus! Short, I, I could have three. It, but like, basically, number five for me was Halo, just because okay. I was really excited for that. Looking forward to it. It looks pretty <laughs> so far, but we don't know much. Uh, Animal Crossing, just because it looks like such a fun game. I, you know, I'm a fan of the series. It looks really fun. Debt and Weeds, the game. I, I went into great detail into why Final Fantasy VII is my number three. Oh, that's, I'm surprised. It, I, I thought it'd be higher. The other two, like, two was Cyberpunk. Okay. But, and the only reason why that didn't get top on my list was because we didn't really get to see much new game that's why it. it didn't even register on my list i was like if there's no gameplay of something i'm not putting it up there uh, that's fair i just think like from what we've heard of it so far it sounds like a mind-blowing insane game oh for sure i just didn't want to give it the top slot because we haven't seen that yet but number one is a game that we have seen be fucking amazing so far is doom eternal of course because my God, I want that game so bad. So, yeah, that's my list. All right, very nice, very nice. Uh, my number three. So, I just had three. Um, yeah, like I said, Cyberpunk, man, if you just showed us the fuck... The, the way I see us doing this is basically um, normally people will go at E3 and play the games, and then they run around with their little badges and go, this is the best of the show. For us, we're not there. So, we're basically going off of gameplay we're watching. So, for me, uh, number three is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm. That stuff looks freaking awesome. I really can't wait to play it. If you're getting it, I say we do co-op together. It'll be I'd be cool time. with that. All right, we could... Honestly, let's do it on release. I think it'll be a good time. Or 
it releases when we got gone. When I get back from my trip, we'll do it. Uh, number two, this this one was I was very antsy at first, and then I watched I honestly watched the same gameplay multiple times. And each time I watched it, I liked it a little bit more. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, yeah, even though I was like talking about how everything felt very slow, I watched it a second time without anyone talking this time, and it it actually like I don't know why it just it looked better to me, and I'm more interested. I don't know it's it's something about it still grabs me where I'm very interested where it's gonna go. Maybe it's I don't think it's because it's Star Wars because there's been previous Star Wars games where I just did not care. Um, this one for some reason just makes me I I just want to know more. Like, it, it just makes me want to know more. It makes me want to play it just to see if it's completely different than what I at first thought when seeing the gameplay. Just because, like, I've heard people before sing, like, they, they said it looked kind of slow and everything, and they played it, and their minds changed completely. So, going off of just hearing that kind of thing, I'm hoping that that's going to be the same with me. And then, number one, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Hmm. I'm actually really excited for this because Wildlands and Breakpoint are really bringing me back to the way I used to play on like PS2, just playing the old Ghost Recon games. So just watching the gameplay of that where you're playing as the sniper, I think his name was Nomad, like that was awesome. And just seeing more backstory to John Bernthal's character, I am just, I'm, I'm ready for this. Like I, I, I just want more John Bernthal. I want to be a ghost. I want to do tactical stuff that I could probably die pretty fast from. Like, I, I'm very excited for this game. But alright, so that is everything for E3 for us. Uh, like we said before, though, uh, Sony was not there. It felt very visible, honestly, to me. Uh, it felt very lacking. Uh, the it, it just, E3 did not have that oomph it had. It was just very underwhelming overall to me. Would you say the same? Yeah, I don't know. Like, there was a bunch of stuff I liked, but nothing that really got me crazy excited. Okay. Uh, even Microsoft talking about their new console coming out, like, next year, holiday season or whatever. Like, it sounds really powerful, but I don't know. Just being told the specs of the box. It'll be cool when we see it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, all right, I'm going to be excited one year right now. I just, you know, whatever. Until then. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like hearing how much RAM it, it has and stuff doesn't really excite me. Showing me what that, like, what do they say, ray tracing? Yeah, uh, like the 20 series for the NVIDIA cards. Yeah, like, from what we've heard, even, like, and Sony is talking about that for their next console, too. Like, the idea being that it loads stuff so fast. They didn't even have to do any of their stuff at a press conference, though. They just went in an article and went, hey, this is all that's mm-hmm. doing it. And they're like, Sony's probably like, yeah, we didn't. It's like, yo, do you do you feel like you mi- you missed something not being at E three? Nah, bro. <laughs> now we're good. The funny thing is, like, literally every day at E three, Sony was posting uh, videos on their channel for like the the trailers for all the games that were being announced, basically showing like, oh yeah, these are also coming to PlayStation. Yeah, all the third party stuff, just so, making sure it's like, hey, remember these games? And yeah, it kind of after like. Like, after I really liked the Microsoft conference and went, like, holy shit, they showed off a lot of stuff. And then Sony puts up a bunch of videos that are, like, half of the things that were at the Microsoft conference that interested me are also coming to PlayStation anyway. So, do I really need my Xbox to play those? (laughs) But, yeah. Alright, so there's no gaming news, so we're going to skip that. But really fast, one game I played was I tried out 
for like maybe an hour, uh, maybe an hour and a half, something like that. Fallout 76, uh, tried the free mode. I played it and it was very empty. I was like, all right, what the fuck is this? Like, it, it felt very unfallout a little bit. It felt more like Ark Survival or something. Mm. Uh, until I met one guy who is level 111, which I thought was really funny. But he basically, I went from, I'm probably not going to get this, to him talking to me and I just asked him, like, hey, is it worth it? Do you like it? And he's like, I really like it. It's got its ups and downs for sure. But if you like Fallout or if you like the Fallout 4 building mechanics and everything else, like, you, you'll really, you'll get into it, especially if you meet the right people. But he was, like, very emphasized, like, play with your friends. And I was, like, I went from not for sure getting it to I think I'll get it, but only in specific circumstance of I got a community that I can play with, so I'm going to look for that first. And then from there, make sure it's like, I'm not, it's not worth $60 to me still. I was yeah. like, yo, I'd I, wait for a I even waited. I could have gotten it for 30. I'm like, you know, I'm going to wait till it's like, if it maybe 30 again, or like somewhere around 20. I can see if you want to wait till black Friday. Yeah. It could be crazy off sale. So, so I'm going to see what happens there. And if anything, the story I mean, content will be up to sale for like 30 bucks, the black Friday after it came out. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny, <laughs> but yeah, was, I'll, I'll see. Like I, 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 I say a lot for Bethesda Game Studios and everything they do, and it's like at the same time I still like it. It's it's a very love hate relationship, and I still always get all their stuff. This is like I said the first time I didn't, but we'll we'll see where it goes. I'll I'll tell everyone if I actually end up buying it or when I buy it. Who knows how long from now I will, but yeah. And then um, I just really want to go fast on this just because. But uh, I watched X Men Dark Phoenix. Ugh. It was very disappointing. I was very surprised. Well, I wasn't very surprised, but like, yeah. I was because X Men, I've always cared about X Men 20 times more than any of the MCU guys, any of the Avengers, and comics. I read X Men. I don't read Cap. I don't read Iron Man, any of that shit. So seeing it like the way it was done, it just felt like kind of was like it was making just kind of a disappointing exit now that Disney's taking over. But it also made me just kind of go like, all right, Disney, just take it. Whatever. I don't, I don't care anymore. But it was very, it was a melancholy. It just made me feel very melancholy, which is weird. Really weird. Um, it just it wasn't done right. I feel very robbed, though, that overall critics thought X-Men 3 Last Stand was better. Because this is by far better. It just, it just was poorly executed. It didn't have the right types of villains, or if they were, the villains just weren't done well. It, it, it didn't feel like it had a soul, I guess you could mm. say. Maybe that's what it, I think that was missing. It just felt empty. And it wasn't because there was no Hugh Jackman or anything like that. I just... The characters themselves could have done it. It just didn't. But all right. Um, we're going to get really fast into the movie TV news. Um, just like I said, really fast. Uh, Batman news with rumors of casting. So this is the Matt Reeves movie coming up. Uh, besides Mad... Uh, besides... Uh, Penguin, Catwoman, and Riddler. Uh, they're potentially Two Face and Mad Hatter could be coming too. I don't know if it's gonna be a bunch of villains or not. I kind of like, yo, if he could do it right, give me like a whole thing where he's like he just Batman walking through Arkham and you see everyone. But who knows? Uh, they said like uh, casting for Two Face was like someone in their thirties and forties. Mad Hatter was someone in their forties to fifties. Yeah, that's fair. That doesn't say that they they're. It just says they're all going to be in the movie. It doesn't say how much. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Quiet Place 2, uh, which I'm excited for because I really? love the first one. Second Quiet Place. Huh? Quiet Place 2. Interesting. I, I didn't... Hmm. 
Oh, I thought you're. I thought you're like what? No, I said like really. Like oh I, yeah, I didn't yeah. think that'd be a thing. I yeah, no, they said they were making it, but yeah, it's coming out uh Mar- May fifteenth next year, and it's gonna focus on the origins of the monsters and other survivors besides the family that's gonna come back. Ooh, that's and cool. it comes from uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who's going to also be in Godzilla vs King Kong. He's playing one of the main characters, I believe, in this. So I'm like, oh cool, so there'll be more characters, and we're gonna find out exactly what they are, which I'm like, that's cool because like. On the one hand, I, I kind of liked that they didn't talk about it because it wasn't the main focus of the movie. They were just, I don't know, a, ve- a vehicle for the plot to move forward. Yeah. But I was very intrigued by what they were nonetheless. For sure. And then uh, this one I personally gets me, gets my soul moving. Uh, the Boondocks. Uh, I did, I did is... see about that coming back re uh, complete reimagining for tv so there it's not a it's not a, a new season it's a complete uh just they're starting over and i'm, I'm curious is exactly if it's going to be the same tone or if it's if it's gonna be more mature less mature Didn't what's gonna go on with it the same creators though yeah same creators just reimagining i think because they said it's reimagining for a more modern time that's cool because like that's one of my favorite cartoons I've ever seen. That like every single episode of Boondocks is like so fucking funny. Yeah, it's it, they they tackle a lot of very, at least at that time, current issue. It was very it was very well done. The whole sure. stink meter. Oh, that, that was all right. That was saga. that was unreal. But yeah, like that was oh, he's great. He came back from hell. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not gonna say what he said, but I, I as yeah, much no, as I, I want to, physically can. Yeah. All right, this one's all right. This is a bitch one. So, uh, the Daredevil prison ride scene from season three cannot get an Emmy because it is too long. I Even though it was that. one shot, I'm, I'm just like, all right, Emmys, just, can you make, like, a new rule that makes it so it's not stupid? Well, it's such a weird, like, Loop. rule, it's, though. That's like the scene can't be nominated for an award because it's too long. Yeah, it's, it, they, it just, it just doesn't make sense. It's, that's dumb. And it's, it, sh- it would win. It would win so oh, fast. Like, yeah. that's that's amazing. Actually, I'm probably going to watch it later tonight when I'm at the gym. Uh, and then, uh, last thing, uh, the Gears of War movie. It's happening. Remember? Movie? Yeah, they're, they're making a bunch of game movies. This is one of them. Uh, it's going to be separate from the franchise universe. So, Rod Ferguson. Uh, yeah, so in an interview, Rod Ferguson said uh, it's going to be in its own reality because then it gives people, it gives them more freedom to create without having to stick to a specific timeline. But also, I guess, go in a specific area okay. so they're not held back because they, they stay here, which could be better or worse. Who knows how that could go? Uh, they're making a movie first and a Gears of War type thing second. So a movie comes first, Gears of War comes second, which I understand. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, don't forget that it is Gears of War. But it's like it's think of it as a it's a it's a alternate Earth or as long as they don't do to it what they did to Assassin's Creed, I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll see what <laughs> like, happens there. Or Doom. Okay. Or, or yeah. any of the others. Exactly. We're <laughs> Doom. Fucking Doom. All right. Uh, that's that's all we got uh, for this week. Sorry, I was a little bit uh, rushed. Uh, but hey, man, it's it's short. It's nice. It's uh, less than an hour and 20 minutes, which is very nice. Not bad. I'm sure for you guys. Uh, we will be back again. Not today, but... We'll be either, I'm not sure which is going to come first, either we'll be recording our Game of Thrones special, or we'll be recording episode 21 after this. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, that'll happen within the week or so. Uh, but we'll sh- we should most likely 
be coming back to a more weekly format now that James is back for the summer. Yeah. So at least for the summer, we'll be just going there. The audio hopefully should sound similar to this unless it comes out really bad, then I'll be very disappointed. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, if you guys want to message us, email us. Email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. If you, oh shit! Uh, yeah, we I, got our first email. Oh, I, we did. I'm so sorry, Ethan. Uh, Ethan, actually, uh, we'll talk more about it. All right, that'll be a big feature next time. We'll we'll next talk episode. about that first. We just uh, don't have enough time right now. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, you'll, I'm sorry. Uh, episode twenty one. Episode twenty one. We'll talk about his mail. Uh, we'll save it for later too, because it's it's a funny one. We'll end on this cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail uh, we will read it out loud on the podcast unless it's really weird or terrible or causes a restraining order. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, f- if you want to follow the show at Twitter, follow it at Sutra Side Talk. If you want to follow James, follow him at Invader Jim One Two Four. And if you want to follow me, you can at GoGoComzilla. And that is everything. If you can leave us a positive review on your respective podcast outlet, thank you so much. But until then, have a great time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>